Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast, where we like to explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. This is your graduate student co-host, Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon, your How other you? co-host. <laughs> How are you doing today, Katie? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I am excited to talk about Thor. I thought that was a fun movie. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Thor too. And I, well, I guess it's Thor 3. <laughs> what I meant to say is I am also excited also. to talk about Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think it sounds cool and it also sounds like there are some cool um things on Netflix you were just telling me oh, about yeah. if you don't mind repeating. I thought that was a cool concept. Yeah. I don't know how much psychological stuff it might have. I was wondering about that too. Yeah. Because I don't know very much about it yet. But like identity stuff yeah. it seems like. So yeah, just in our sort of podcast just to kind of I don't know, get that rapport going in our pre-podcast conversation. I was just talking about a movie that I saw on Netflix that's called, I think, What Happened to Monday. And I don't know the, I might be getting parts of the plot wrong, but this is kind of what I remember about when I was looking at it and thinking I would like to watch this, is it's sort of a futuristic kind of dystopian society where there's very strict laws regarding how many children uh, families can have. Uh, which is just one, presumably. And so, through some circumstances I, that I don't know from not having seen the film yet, this family has seven children. So what they've done is named each one after one day of the week. So they have Monday through Sunday, or Sunday through Saturday, depending on how you organize your weeks. And um, what happens is each day of the week, if it's that person's day, they get to go out into the world. And they're all living the same life. So I think like they have a job. So they go out and on Monday, Monday goes to the job. And on Tuesday, Tuesday goes. But then something happens to Monday and uh, they don't come back. So the kind of the plot is then they need to figure out what happened to Monday. Because if they find out that all these other children are there, of course, then there will be problems. And it seems like kind of a mystery. So I, it's really intriguing. It sounds cool. And there might be some psychological elements, like I was saying. So I'll have to check that out and see if it's a good Jedi Council. Yeah. Yeah, content topic. Absolutely. It sort of threw up a flag for me that I might be in that realm. And mm -hmm. then, uh, of course, I got busy watching Frasier. Yes. And I didn't watch it. So. <laughs> but anyway, the topic of today, Thor Ragnarok. We saw it last night, opening night. Uh, heavy, heavy uh, spoilers yes. for Thor Ragnarok. Lots of spoilers. Lots of spoilers. If you haven't seen it, I'd say just turn this episode off until you have a chance to see it. And uh, if I can just sort of... Be honest. I'm thinking about it here, and I don't know that there's going to be a lot of mental health. Do you? Did was there any mental health themes that stood out to you? There are I mean, some psychological themes, okay. I would say, sure. but um, you know, not as clear as some of the other stuff that yeah. we've done. I agree with mental health. The only thing that I can think of that seems kind of mental health as directly related, like in terms of uh, mental health problem, mm -hmm. would be Valkyrie mm -hmm. seems to have. First of all, what an awesome character. Super I mean, awesome. She's 
she is really cool. I'm excited to see more of her, hopefully. But she um, experienced what seemed like kind of a traumatic event and that mm-hmm. the other Valkyrie, I'm calling her Valkyrie because that's what she's called, but the troop is called Valkyrie, right? That but, was confusing for me, too, until okay. the credits when I saw that's what they called her because I, I felt bad. It was like, I, that, that was, she was probably my favorite character mm-hmm. and I missed her name. And then at the end, it, it, she was billed as just Valkyrie, so I don't know. Yeah, so she... Um, they were fighting against the goddess of death, Hela, right, who was a main character in this film. And she saw her loved ones and people she was fighting with. In particular, it seemed, I don't know the nature of a relationship, but it seemed like they focused in on one person mm-hmm. who was killed by Hela. And that was very painful for her, and she basically left Asgard mm-hmm. and took on this life more as like selling scraps and stuff yep. like that and, and and being intoxicated. And yeah, and drinking a, a lot yeah. to deal with mm-hmm. it seemed like that was connected to mm-hmm. some of the trauma she had experienced. So I don't know that it would be post traumatic stress disorder or if it was just a really stressful event. Mm-hmm. Um because we it's not clear. I mean, mm-hmm. based on the symptoms, it seemed like it's something that really, really bothered her. She left, so there's definitely some avoidance of being mm-hmm. in that place, even mm-hmm. though Hella was no longer there. Mm-hmm. And um and then yeah, drinking a lot. I mm-hmm. mean she drinks a lot and fast and that's definitely something that they show in the mm-hmm. brief time that's there. Yeah, and I did a little reading about Valkyrie before mm-hmm. the movie and it was very limited and I, and I wish I would have had time to follow up on this. But from what I understand, I think the implication was that Valkyrie was in a relationship with the woman who she actually saw killed. Because that woman sort of jumped in front of her and it was kind of all slow motion and hard for me to follow exactly. But Valkyrie very clearly sees a woman killed, uh, saving her from being impaled. And I think that that she she was in a relationship with that woman. That's what it seemed like to me. Mm. um, But I'm glad you read something about it because in the... It's somewhat subtle in the movie, yeah. and I'm not as I'm not familiar enough with the comics to no, know me neither. about that. But, but yeah, yeah, I had just read something, uh, and I can't remember exactly where I read the article, but it did say that Valkyrie. Uh, it said something about her being in a same-sex relationship, oh, and then okay. I was like, "Oh, I don't read anymore." So mm-hmm. I do remember seeing that, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's important to avoid spoilers, but I think that's great, and it's great just to have a character like that. I mean, it's, oh, it's wonderful, and she's she's very interesting, and so I feel like the movie we were talking about kind of stays generally lighthearted and oh, yeah. fast-paced, mm-hmm. and so I don't feel like it goes into a lot of depth other than those few things, you know, like then there are a couple other moments where, um, you know, like Loki is, is Loki-ing by Mm. being the God of mischief and stuff like that. And (laughs) there are weird noises at the door. So, (laughs) um, um, and there's a point where Thor says, you know, you could choose to do something Mm. different and, Again, spoilers. He ultimately does, and so like I th- again, I don't think it's like a huge thing, but I but you know if we really want to look at, it, I think it's kind of you know this guy who he is temperamentally, personality wise, consistently into mischief and kind mm-hmm. of self focused and things like that. Ultimately, he chooses to do, chooses to do something different. Mm-hmm. What compels him? You know, I'm not sure if it's the kind of the death of Odin and. Something about it makes him want to do the right thing if it's connection to his home or what it is. But. Yeah, I think I think you're onto something because it wasn't clear to me. So Thor pretty much tells Loki, you know, you were responsible for the death of Odin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did that. You took him away. 
you put a spell on him, you stuck him in uh, an assisted care facility mm-hmm. on Earth. And uh, it's not clear to me if that was actually true or if Odin was just like kind of at the end of his life cycle. Either way, I don't really know much about the lifespan and physiology of uh, um, Asgardians. Um, but uh, at any rate, the, the guilt or really the burden of that is kind of put on Loki. Mm-hmm. And then I think that in addition to when they're in the elevator ride and they're kind of talking about, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll probably never see each other again and that's fine. Um, and then Thor says something to Loki about how, like, no, I, like, I really looked up to you, even though I think Thor is older, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, but, you know, I, I really thought highly of you. I really, we were going to, you know, I thought we would battle together and, and so on and so forth. And I thought that was really nice, even though Loki betrays him just seconds after that. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. He is kind of a chaotic i'd say probably usually bad but does things that are good Mm -hmm. too and i mean he's he's just a great character he's very interesting and that was kind of funny seeing um the play within a play at the beginning that matt damon Damon. (laughs) that was unexpected um what about okay so you've worked with people with anger issues Mm -hmm. and i have too what do you think about, like, the Hulk? Like, mm-hmm. if you're working with a kid or uh, an adult who was into comics or something, would there be anything you might draw from the Hulk in your sessions? I think so. I think it sort of links back to... Uh, well, I think there's two things that you could sort of think about, maybe. And I don't know if they're good things. They're just sort of off-the-cuff things. Uh, this starts in the um, Avengers 2. Uh, Age of Ultron, where they sort of like develop a coping strategy for the Hulk that involves kind of that song that we hear mm-hmm. Thor sing to Hulk and Bruce Banner, sort of rubbing Bruce Banner's shoulders, mm-hmm. trying to keep him non-stressed. Uh, and I think there's something about that that maybe you could link back to coping strategies related to mindfulness or just uh, relaxation exercise or something like that and saying, you know, look, the Hulk can sort of manage his anger. Uh, what are some things that maybe work for you? Uh, I think that would be particularly maybe something that might be effective and connect with children. Mm-hmm. Um, and also sort of thinking about like that your anger isn't you, mm-hmm. I think might be important too. If you could make sort of this idea that, you know, the Hulk who has the Hulk and has Bruce Banner and uh, your anger is just a part of you too. It isn't you. It doesn't have to consume you. I think there are a couple of angles that you could make for interesting points that might be effective in facilitating uh psychoeducation and coping strategy for anger. Yeah, I I think all of those are excellent points, and I also think that uh, Banner is kind of trying to recognize cues that he might be transforming into the Hulk, and I Mm -hmm. think that's helpful, too, for anger management, recognizing, you know, what are the signs Mm -hmm. that I'm starting to go down this pathway. And it seemed like part of what was interesting in this is he had been the Hulk for two years mm-hmm. and basically didn't remember or feel like mm-hmm. he had any control over it. And that mm-hmm. kind of idea of this anger, angry counterpart kind of taking over mm-hmm. and not feeling like you have any control, I would imagine, would be relatable to mm-hmm. some of the people who have dealt with anger issues, you know. Um, and I don't know about this as much, but you can kind of see even a channeling some of the positive attributes of the Hulk for good Mm -hmm. when he's going to save the day, but he's, he's kind of controlled about Mm -hmm. as much as he can be. So it's like, you know, um, it's never okay to hurt other people when you're angry at all or anything like that. But he, what he does, well, in self-defense is what he usually does it. But, um, 
you can see something about him learning a little bit to channel when it's useful mm -hmm. to use his extra strength and things like that. And, you know, the, the movie is, it's pretty goofy. It's probably the oh, yeah. goofiest comic movie I've seen, at least in terms of jokes per time passing. <laughs> and I enjoyed that a lot, but mm -hmm. I did think it was like, they do like slapstick comedy they do like silly it's pretty silly stuff like when like the hulk jumps out on to, in front oh, of the geez. wolf and doesn't change like they do like this like physical comedy they make a lot of silly jokes and it i mean it it made me it seemed pretty comedic mm -hmm. to me um so i don't mean to like stretch the seriousness too much but i guess the one of the other themes that came up is you know of course they use that wonder that great Led Zeppelin song, yes. Immigrant song. And I was thinking a little bit about, you know, ultimately Hela is kind of destroying Asgard. And um, Thor seems like he doesn't, he can't defeat her, right? And right. so he's kind of like, but we can um, move to, you know, we can save the people by helping them to escape. And then there's a nice quote that Asgard is not a place it's a people and I really like that because and I don't know if like that has anything to do with why they chose this song that has a theme of immigrants but the idea that you take your culture with you that it's not confined to a geographical mm -hmm. location I thought that was cool and I thought that was you know a, that could be useful I could see therapeutically in terms of people who maybe they move from a different place, but they still feel connection to their culture and to people who share their culture. So I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. I thought that was awesome. And I thought that, I think the immigrant song uh, comes in twice, actually, if I'm remembering mm -hmm. once right away in the beginning when Thor is kind of fighting. Uh, I don't remember the name of that sort of monster that Thor fights at the beginning. Uh, I don't know. Do you recall? Um... He was a very... That kind of fiery. Yeah, he looked kind of devilish, but yeah. I can't think. Oh, actually, there it was. Uh, oh. We have the IMDb. Uh, Surter. Oh, Surter? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. If, Searcher? Sure. I'm not sure if I'm saying that. Right. <laughs> not Surter if I'm saying that. Right. Uh, A plus. Bad joke. Uh, then, and then at the final battle, too, which I thought was really cool mm -hmm. and sort of tied it all together. Um, mm -hmm. Because he really grew a lot in, yeah. in the span of the movie, which is kind of good because Thor's. Well, it's, it's, it was awesome because Thor is kind of traditionally a little bit, what's the right word? I don't want to say the word oaf because I don't <laughs> think that's right. Hmm. I'll think of a word okay. later. But I think the point stands. Uh, to have some, some growth was pretty cool for mm -hmm. Thor. Um, speaking of growth, another thing that I thought was really interesting about Thor Ragnarok is the Hulk can talk now. Because he's like, the, so the Hulk and Bruce Banner are sort of independent. And the, so the Hulk is functionally about like two plus years old now and so he has limited uh vocabulary mm -hmm. which was very cool to see him sort of trying to express himself and being sort of grumpy uh, yes. about things <laughs> and uh and so i actually thought the hulk was really a treat in this movie which yeah. traditionally i sort of don't really care about the hulk mm -hmm. so I, I could just kind of give leave or take the hulk mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that Hulk was really nice. Us. I agree. I like that Banner had seven PhDs, but he couldn't. It made one me. of them was not in flying a plane. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a cute joke because he, he's like basically the idea is like if you're smart and you have a bunch of degrees, yeah. you can do anything. But I mean, 
I think, not to read too much into the joke, but I thought it was a good little point about expertise and, not, <laughs> and experience. And not to sort of, like, bring down PhDs, but they are very specific right, knowledge bases. Right, right. Uh, and also, I can't even... Even if you have seven. Even if you have seven, which, <laughs> when he said that, I almost fell out of my chair because just thinking of, like, oh, I'm just getting close relatively close to the end of one and i can't even one's fathom good. doing any, <laughs> no, any more I think, I think one's good you know what do you think about the whole thing surrounding thor's hammer i thought it was awesome yeah. uh i was disappointed when it was destroyed and i was thinking a lot about it. i'm not terribly familiar with thor comics but mjolnir is sort of uh actually a, a, a major part of the comics i'm not sure how familiar you are with it and i'm not, not an expert by any means but in the comics for a while, and maybe even currently, Thor actually doesn't wield Mjolnir anymore. Hmm. Uh, there's a woman who's wielding it, and she's she is Thor now, kind of because she has the hammer, which is interesting. Thor, as we know him, has a kind of a big axe that he uses. Um, so I kind of like that, and I like the kind of underlying uh, worthiness, uh, the person who's kind of worthy to wield it. Um, I didn't like that they allowed Vision to pick up the hammer in the. I didn't like that was actually a pretty huge like. Uh, Something that was not ever explained again, mm-hmm. why Vision was able to pick it up. That doesn't really matter. It's not here or there. But at any rate, even though I thought it was a critical part of the story, or I think it is at least in the comics, it was interesting to sort of see the hammer destroyed um, because that really was very meaningful to Thor. And it, the hammer, obviously, and they even talk, there's some weird jokes and then some talk of romantic relationship between the hammer and Thor. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, sort of realizing that the hammer was really just a conduit for the power that he kind of always had as the god of thunder or yeah. lightning. I liked, yeah, I liked that a lot, and I feel like that could be a good analogy mm-hmm. to use in therapy. That, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it seemed like that the hammer, Odin explains, it's kind of for him to practice his skill mm-hmm. and harness his skill, but that's not where his power yeah. really is. And I could see, I mean, even kind of therapists are like that. I mean, we we try to help people to identify things and grow and learn to do things. But the goal is also to learn that they have the power within themselves yeah. after acquiring those tools and practicing with someone to um, to basically use their power in their own life. And mm-hmm. so, so I thought that was kind of a neat aspect of it. Um, I, my overall rating is high because I thought it was very funny. And that's... And I like the music. I also like the, like, like you mentioned, it, it sounds kind of like Stranger Things. Yeah. Almost like a the synthesizer mm-hmm. kind of video game. Mm-hmm. I thought Chip that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was cool. So I overall liked it. What about you? What was your overall impression? Definitely liked it. Um, you know, when we finished it, I think I was kind of in the thrill of it. I was like, I think Logan is certainly still my favorite Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But I think... Thor Ragnarok falls in right after Logan and, and close to it. Because actually, even though you raised a good point based on a review that we read, that there actually isn't a lot of depth uh, or substance to the story. Uh, but it's a real feel-good movie, and it's got amazing visuals and music. And it, there were a lot of jokes, to be sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I busted I like to laugh. a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy a good laughing movie. Now, the, you know, um, beforehand they had trailers for... Black Panther, The Last Jedi, oh, and geez. Justice League. Basically, every movie I can't wait to yeah. see. And some of those seem more serious, and mm-hmm. I like those, and I like movies like that, too. But I also like a good comedic good film. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? 
That's tough. So I thought Hella was good. I like, I'm a big Kate Blanchett fan anyway. I think she's fantastic. Um, but she, even the way her facial expression yeah. walked was super creepy. I think the person I, I, I thought Thor was great too. I think the person I'd love to see more of for sure is Valkyrie, but honestly, there are so many great characters and I like how they complement each other. Even some new characters like the, um, rock guy. Yeah, I was going to give him an honorable mention because he's sort of a giant rock. He's blue, but he looks like someone who you'd think would sound something like maybe Groot. Yes. Or, you know, a real Vin Diesel kind of. (laughs) And then he just has the just the gentlest, nicest little voice. Oh, hey, guys. (laughs) So funny. And they became really important to defend Asgard and their own revolution. So, like, it's like, that's the thing is I feel like the movie, it hints at, like, these more serious Mm. things, but it's kind of carried out in a comedic way. But then it has, like, I mean, it's in, but they're, you know, those individuals, they are actually enslaved and trying to break free and he wants to lead the revolution. But then it's, like... Happening, happening simultaneously with making a joke. He's made of rocks, and he basically, um, he he could beat up anyone who is made of all scissors or something. Yeah. Like, just kidding. It's a rock paper scissors joke, and so I don't know. Speaking of slaves mm-hmm. and the slaves when their revolution happens, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, the grand master, his sort of top assistant, says, "Oh, the slaves have sort of overthrown the mainframe." And then Jeff Goldblum says, don't say that word. You know I don't like that. And she says, mainframe? Like yeah, a lot of that yeah. stuff. There's a lot yeah, of that sort of like really silly. random humor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jeff Goldblum was, his Jeff Goldblum uh, scale was at 10. Yeah, he was, he was very, yeah, very interesting, very colorful. Yeah. Kind of eccentric character. So... We overall liked it, but we took a peek at Rotten Tomatoes, which <laughs> sure overall did. the rating was very good. Highest it rated was, comic book movie, which is yeah. not correct. Wouldn't be no, but. <laughs> that wouldn't be. I mean, I liked it, but come on, I mean, Wonder Woman, but any and others. Uh, Logan, like you said, is another great yeah. one. But we thought it might be interesting in the interest of I've said interest too many times now, but to be fair. Mm-hmm. To bring some balance, why don't right. we read some of the negative reviews yeah. from Rotten Tomatoes? And the, this is not to highlight the negative reviews of Marvel, of which there are a few, but just to balance our <laughs> yes. own positive view of the exactly. film. Exactly. This was one that I thought was particularly fun. Uh, Adam Graham of Detroit News, who's a top critic at Rotten Tomatoes, says, quote, Ragnarok is supposed to play for laughs, but it feels like the joke is on the audience. End quote. <laughs> Isn't that good? How do you get that That's snarky? That's very clever. I mean, I don't agree with the sentiment, but the sentence is good. It's so funny. Let's yeah. have a look here. Yeah. There are, it's like 94% positive, yeah, so most I of probably should have pulled up. Oh, most of them are glowing. Uh, let's see here. I haven't pre-screened these reviews for <laughs> hilarity, but let's just see what we can have. Okay. So, uh, Mark Dushk of Mark's Reviews Movies. Mark reviews movies. That's an on-the-nose sort of review site, yeah. Mark, but I like it. <laughs> to the point. He says, quote, For all its winking and joking, Thor Ragnarok ultimately cannot escape the trap of established formula. Well, that's interesting hmm. because people have accused Marvel films of being sort of, quote-unquote, cookie-cutter. Huh. And I didn't think Thor fell into that quite as much as, like, Doctor Strange, I felt like, really did. 
Um, I mean, which for... we should mention, Doctor Strange had a cool appearance in the movie too. He has dramatically increased his abilities and power since the film Doctor Strange because he easily outclassed both Thor and Loki, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive because Loki has some magic capabilities. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely loved it when Loki just pulls out his knives and says, "What do you think? You're some kind of sorcerer?" Yeah. And then uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> says, "Goodbye." And yeah, just gets rid of both of them. No, he's he's really good, and I um. Heimdall too. Which Heimdall's I'm, awesome. Yeah, uh, I Idris Elba is fantastic. I yeah, mean, he was absolutely. great in The Wire and The Office. I mean, he's just he was even good in The Dark Tower, which wasn't good. <laughs> he was a shining tale. He he was another great character that I thought I'd mention. We don't learn that much about him other than mm. he's key to basically yeah. leading people to safety. I was really curious about what it was that got him fired, presumably by Loki. Yeah. And I thought it was maybe because of his all sight that he has that he could easily have been able to tell that uh, Odin wasn't Odin anymore. Yeah. Loki was disguised as Odin. Uh, here we've got Kirk Baird uh, from the Toledo Blade. It says, quote, The balance of humor and action has become so one-sided that Thor Ragnarok could use a laugh track. Oh, well, harsh, it was laughy. Harsh words, Kirk. <laughs> harsh words. Uh, is, it's been a while since we've read random stuff off the internet on this podcast. I'm happy to be back to it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Stephen uh, Graydanis of the National Catholic Register has to tell say this about Thor. Quote, if Ragnarok doesn't matter in a Thor movie, what could you possibly put on screen ever again that would matter? End quote. Huh? <laughs> Hard to say, Steve. Hard to say. I just don't know. <laughs> it's hard for me to... I mean, I guess Ragnarok is sort of an important event in traditional Norse mythology, but that doesn't necessarily map on, you know, in a one-to-one ratio to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, That's true. is my thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see what Sean Burns from Spliced Personality has to say. Uh, quote, about as inventive and original as one of these things can probably get away with being before it has to go back to being the same old shit. <laughs> oh. I'm not clear. I guess that's like damning with faint praise. <laughs> I, yeah, that's sort of like like the traditional like kind of pickup artist, like kind of, kind of taking a jab at someone yeah. a little bit. Not nice, no. Sean. <laughs> not, a, not a fan. Uh, let's have one more, huh? Okay. Uh, James Berardinelli of Real Reviews says the following, quote, Superhero fans deserve better than this. Battle should have heart, danger, and consequences. The conflicts in Thor Ragnarok are lacking in all three. Well, James, I can't argue too much against yeah. that, but Thor did lose an eye, which yeah. is like the most permanent sort yes. of thing that's ever happened in a mm-hmm. Marvel movie, I think. That happens to Xander and Buff at the end of Buffy too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, by the big bad played by Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Oh, I don't even. Fillion. Know. Fillion. <laughs> I'm having trouble That's pronouncing right. it. But anyway, yes, very serious. So, but I mean, that is fair. I mean, it is more like if you're looking for comedy and action and stuff, it's it's good. If you're looking for something like that's as deep as Logan. It's not the right fit for you, right? Oh, gotcha. But we have different tastes, so yeah, and that's, like and and different things, like you know. One thing that I think about a lot with a lot of these movies, like Star Wars, for example, mm-hmm. like if someone spoiled the Last Jedi for me, I'd be livid. Mm-hmm. But if someone spoiled Thor for me, I don't know how they could. Right? There's not really anything to spoil, and no. that's kind of a one. It's not a perfect metric, but it's my own sort of personal metric to how much depth there is to. Yeah, no, that's a great point because even. 
if you know exactly what happened, which, I mean, it, it is kind of predictable. It's not totally unpredictable or yeah. something like that. It's fun to be along for the ride for the jokes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Acting mm-hmm. and the music and all that other stuff. Yeah, it reminded so. me a lot of Deadpool. Yeah. It's constantly pretty funny and engaging and entertaining, but it's not one of our classic thinker films <laughs> that we've talked about. We'll get back to those at some point, but thought we'd do a fun Thor thing. Also, we've been so busy, too, it has but been we'll a get back. Busy, hasn't it? it has been, but we'll get back to our usual, you know, in depth psychological information to you. But this. And actually, I think we talked about um, Stranger Things next week, yeah. Justice League. So we've got a lot. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about coming up. And yeah. I actually, I do think I'm only one episode into season two of Stranger Things. I have a lot to catch mm-hmm. up on, but I can already see. I think there are going to be some more serious psychological themes in yeah. there, mental health themes mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, I agree completely. I actually on today I I did my once every six month attempt at attempt to kind of resurrect my personal Twitter account. and I, I retweeted you, oh, your perfect. personal account, from my personal Thank account. Thank you. Hoping I appreciate it. Am, just to amplify your voice. It doesn't work that good when I just log into it once every six months. <laughs> but it was time. Yeah. Um, so I actually retweeted a Polygon article talking about some of the stuff oh, related. Cool. I retweeted it without reading it, which is not always a good policy. <laughs> because I was like, well, the article seems interesting and related to mental health, but... I don't dare uh, allow myself to spoil the mm-hmm. film so or the series. So anyway, that's so all. So lots got coming up. Thor is good. Jedi Council, Go watch yeah. Thor. You'll mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I'm sure most people like it, except for Sean here on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. From... <laughs> He's entitled to his opinion. Yeah, which he is absolutely. Um, and then uh, yeah, so next week Stranger Things, Justice League. After that, and then won't be very long after that until the Last Jedi. So. I am so excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of good movies coming up. And, uh, but I think for now... And Black Panther in February, which is a long time oh, away, but... I can't even think that far away. At least we away. got some good movies in yeah. between. Yeah, we do. So, as always, folks, we hope that you enjoyed just listening to us to sort of talk about Thor, and we'd love to hear what you thought about it or think about it after you have a chance to see it, and uh, you'll hear from us next week. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.